today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jason. Derek here. Britney Spears. Uh, I'm a little confused by this because her she's got a book coming out. In fact, it's written, we're told, and the only reason it's not out or not coming out immediately is because of the supply chain shortage with paper. Mm-hmm. So she's written a book, but she is going on Instagram, and she is this time- YouTube. YouTube. 20 YouTube, minutes. A 20 minute, um, I, I don't know what to call it, a diatribe, it's something. Oh, it's that. For sure. It's a diatribe. It's yeah. cut together, though. It's not continuous. If you notice, there are cuts. She, she la- la- laced this out over time. I don't know. So a lot of things. <laughs> Let's start with um, the conservatorship that I have always heard Brittany talk about once she was in the conservatorship, how difficult it was and torturous it was for her. I have not heard her yet talk about the beginning of the conservatorship, about um, that night when she was in the bathroom with one of the kids, wouldn't come out, the um, paramedics came, helicopters flew over, they put her in a gurney, um, 5150'd her, which is a psychiatric hold, um, which happened, by the way, twice, and then put her under a conservatorship. She now says that from the get-go, there was no reason for a conservatorship. She does not understand why she was strapped to the gurney. Yeah, what she's describing is a very disorienting, scary experience. And this is look, this is her first person narrative. I, you have to take it for what it's worth. She says when she was put on the uh, on the gurney, she didn't know what was going on. She keeps this theme up over and over. She says, "I didn't understand what was happening to me." And I, I take her at her word, although she was laboring under some serious problems, which she seems to be framing in a very different way now with, with hindsight. She talks about the paparazzi issues. Well, I she think talks this, about them as chases that were fun for her. One of the fun parts of being a celebrity, but I think, that was not the way it was read. I, I, I think those two things are connected. That I think what she's, well, we'll play it for you, but my interpretation of this is she's saying that all of the, quote, antics that people saw that felt where they felt she was a danger were just fun with the paparazzi. Again, none of it made sense. Um, literally, the extent of my madness was playing chess with, um, when it was playing chase with paparazzi, um, which is still to this day one of the most fun things I ever did about being famous. So I don't know what was so harmful about that. There were over 200 paparazzi outside my house videotaping me through a window of an ambulance holding me down on a germer. I know now it was all premeditated. And a woman introduced the idea to my dad and my mom actually helped him follow through and made it all happen. It was all basically set up. There was no drugs in my system, no alcohol, nothing. It was pure abuse. So she's really saying there was no reason to put her under the conservatorship in the first place. Uh, There's disconnect what she's saying about the paparazzi. It's fun with the paparazzi, but then there are 200 paparazzi outside of her window focusing on her when she's on a gurney. Maybe the two different points in time that she's talking about. It's really hard to know. It's hard to follow that that line of thought. But yes, she's ultimately saying that her father, uh, with the help of whomever, uh, stepped in to control her life, and I think ultimately because it, she was the money-making machine of the family. It's not only hard to follow it, it, if you're, depending on what mindset you are, it sort of reinforces the idea that a conservatorship was necessary. One of the problems with mental illness is that there's a lack of awareness, a self-awareness of what your antics actually convey to the outside world. 
And to us and to the world at large and to her father and, and, and people who swooped in to help her, she was laboring under some serious stress. It wasn't antics. She wasn't running from the paparazzi. Other people There's, have run from the paparazzi. Yeah. She shaved her head. There, there she attacked be. someone with an umbrella. These were different of, but, of a kind. But remember, than, it was also – there were also – if you go back, there were people who were you know in her life – that ultimately they got a restraining order against yes. them and um, people who were not necessarily there for Britney's best interest in mind. And she was, you know, I guess the, the thing is, is if she wasn't on drugs, which she says, um, and, you know, her family believed that there was somebody who was crushing up drugs and putting it in her food. Now, whether that's true or not, if she wasn't on drugs, then there's a real issue about what was going on? I mean, look, Dr drugs are, are are secondary to the idea of mental health issues, though. She could be going through mental health issues without drugs in her system, right? There I mean, were the numerous the look. There were numerous doctors. There were numerous doctors who evaluated her, and evaluated her, you know, at various facilities, including UCLA. And they said she had a real problem. I mean, usually they don't. That's that's what it ultimately comes down to. She was, she was analyzed by doctor after doctor, the best the best in the country. We're the told like we two, to uh, two dozen medical professionals, ultimately. Uh, all of whom said that this woman has suffered from serious mental problems. Uh, she eventually then gets cleared and she eventually comes out of the conservatorship. But there's a long period of time when these very good doctors and the, you can say what you want about Jamie and about the family and controlling. They're not controlling these series of doctors that she met with, all of whom came to the same conclusion that she's properly under the, this conservatorship. It's just it's unfair to, to to just you know blame it all on Jamie and just say that he completely over, overtook her. There's too many professionals involved. Yeah. In this Ultimately, the least reliable narrator of what happened to Britney Spears, unfortunately, is is it Britney could be her Spears father as well. Her father might be. Uh, he may be well, unreliable no, 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 in no, another no, way. No, but... Not not at the beginning. Not at the beginning. He was in Louisiana. He did not want to do this. I mean, look, we have a, a documentary on Tubi on Brittany. Um, and, um, and you know, we talk about this. He didn't want to come out. Um, it just wasn't what he did. I mean, all of a sudden, this guy's a short-order cook, and suddenly he's a conservator. He felt, I mean, and we talk about this in the, uh, in, in the documentary, that he said, I have a mortal fear that I'm going to wake up one morning and get a call from the coroner. Yeah. And that was the level that he was operating under. And look, whatever Jamie did afterward, and, you know, there are things I think he did that were really wrong. And ultimately, I think the conservatorship failed because she was miserable. And you got to figure out how to make somebody so they're not miserable. But that all said, you know, most people at the beginning said he saved her he life. Saved her life. Yes. Right. Right. Because she was circling the drain. Yeah. One of the key revelations from this 22 minutes, though, is although she has the, the, the well-known vitriol towards her father, there's a lot towards her mother. And it almost it, seems they, to it, he, swap. She, she yes. said worse. worse. Her mom was worse than her dad because she didn't step in. Yes. It's almost like she expects her father to be a control freak who wanted to take over her life and was waiting on but an the opportunity. Weird thing but is, he is who he is. He her was, mother, she's disappointed. But the him, weird thing about her. her dad is he was completely absent in her childhood. Yes. Yeah. And so he wasn't this controlling figure. It was the the opposite. He was an absent figure. Yes, but she is let down by her mother. That yeah. pain well, she then has to work steps in, through. Does all this work for her early on, and then, uh, according to her, abandons her. But her mother, you're right, is the, the mom, Mama Bear, never came along to protect her. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in the no shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. 
During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, let's move on. Um, what's going on with this Tom Brady thing? You know, boy, it, oh boy. You know when, I, when I listened to him over the weekend. As we learn more, I feel like we know less. Don't you feel that? I yeah. feel like we know less, but, you know, he's certainly kind of, when, when you listen to the level of emotion there, and I mean, I, I, it's not like overt emotion. It doesn't feel like this is Matt Singer anymore. Oh, but if it is, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> what, I know. A, what, a play. what a play. What a play to draw up to now have a press conference where you I know. lay out your personal challenge. issues and so life this, challenges. So this is what Brady said over the weekend. Personal, you know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're – I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, – continuous process it just uh, it sounds like something something's up man and this is this is a real departure from tom brady i think oh god yes yeah he's never he's always held it close to the vest football's been first the public in like this i mean not that he's really exposing himself because he doesn't talk about what the root of the problem is but nevertheless for him to come out and say and i I think this is in direct response to the people trying to trivialize this 11-day absence well they think it's they think it's a mass singer they think it's a mass singer or whatever it is or that he was down in wherever he was having you know just enjoying it because he doesn't really care about his career anymore this is a man who's very prideful and really does put career first uh, and I think that he was responding to that and saying, look, I'm not going to tell you specifically what I'm dealing with, but it's a lot. I'm 45 years old. We all deal with different situations. There's a lot of shit going on here. I'm doing the best I can. Now I'm going to be back and play football, hopefully. I, I, I think he did put football first for the lion's share of his career. When he was with the Patriots, you couldn't imagine a situation like this. Bill Belichick wouldn't have allowed for it. He was he was so focused on becoming Tom Brady, becoming the GOAT. In Tampa, he's been more in control of the situation. You get the feeling that yeah. he's the dog and the team yeah. is just grateful to have him. So I see him having an entirely different attitude. Look. He may have had something very personal that is serious that he had to address. It sounds. I like doubt it. it. Oh God, I, I doubt think, it. Oh, really? I oh, doubt it. I think. From I think this is all a mass singer uh, no, situation. No. I really do. I think it's a long oh, play for the well, mass singer. I listened to the same thing you guys did. I'm 45 years old, man. Things are complicated in life. His he, life has been complicated last, at 44 as well. He he loses a lot of credibility if this comes up and is something like the mass singer. Uh, it, you you guys? I, think, I, okay. I don't think it's a mass singer. He's yeah. he's going through something. There's, oh, you think it's that serious? I, I really do. I, I think it's I think it's something really serious because, like you said, Tom Brady never talks about his you know what's going on in his world, yeah. Other than football, and you know he's you hear he's going through something. Hmm. If this is fake, which I I mean at this when when I I thought it was fake, I thought he was doing the mass singer until I heard this. Just one more time, listen to. You know, I, I sometimes there's emotion where there's not volume, but you can hear something in his voice. Play this one more time. Personal, you know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, uh, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, 
you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, um, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. That's a guy going through something. Yeah. I think he loses the locker room if this comes out. It's lot. not the mass singer. I, I, He's I, older, maybe has aging parents. Things happen when you get older could, in life. It, I, I don't know. It could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. But it's something Difficulties serious. in a marriage. You know, your kid's going through stuff. There's all sorts of things that can draw you away from your profession. And I think this is one of them. Yeah. But, but serious enough that he's missing the 11 days of training camp. Yeah, right before the season starts. Yeah, a, yeah. There, there's something going on. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I really do. I, uh, if he's on the mass singer, will you feel less bad? Oh, I will be. I, I will be angry. I, I, okay. I will think, so you're thinking that's why. Who cares if I'm angry? I will think he's a bad person. What will you think, think of this whole yeah. episode? Won't you? I would. I would Hold stand on. up and give him a slow clap. I would too. I'm with Derek. I'm with Derek. <laughs> oh God. I'm no, serious. No, no, no. If he pulled this off, yeah. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I, you, you know, guys, I, you, guys, you guys don't respect the game. I. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the integrity it used to mean something, right, Jason? <laughs> right. Um, I want to talk about mushrooms at weddings. Oh, nice. I I just found this. Really interesting that there is kind of a sea change going on. I know somebody who went to a high school reunion over the weekend hmm. and brought gummies for the person's friends. And and I thought, you know, instead of alcohol. Sure. Yeah. And I and and now all of a sudden we're hearing that people are doing this at weddings, especially the you know, millennials. I think this is actually if this gets people away from drinking. I think it's really a positive step. Let, let's be clear, though. Mushrooms are a step up from gummies. Mushrooms are a serious psychedelic. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. I agree with you about the gummies. And if we were moving towards more tolerance and of gu- marijuana. And gum- and but... Gummies have been coming to weddings for twenty the last 20 years. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah although yeah. although culture, like, it wasn't a big were deal. Were they passing them around? Like was... yeah. yeah, well, everybody carries I, I edibles. I didn't know. Everybody carries edibles with them now. Anybody who's of a certain age. Carries anybody who's anybody? Yeah, anybody's anybody, right? <laughs> Maybe a little quieter, though, right? It was always about the open bar yeah, for, for no, all of our right. weddings. But that's I guess right. this that's is right. a real trip, man. You go on mushrooms, no, you I go know. to Amsterdam, you might get a stomachache. It's a it's a serious, more serious drug than than a gummy. I, I did not do drugs in college, but just about everybody I knew did. <laughs> and so it's just for God, me. God, you must have been the lamest. You were in college in the I 60s. I wasn't lame. You were oh. in college in the ninth, late 1960s. I drank. I didn't. I just didn't do drugs. <laughs> you, you guys doing these drugs? It's bad. no. I did not. I did soapbox. I did not. No, no, no. I'm I running did, for student council. I, I never said that. I never ever said that. I just didn't do it. No, good for you. I good just didn't you. do it. Well, Microdosing is inter- interesting because people who do it swear by it for, for two reasons. Number one, all they sorts of reasons. It just keeps you, two, two that I've heard, it just keeps you at a beautiful baseline buzz right. throughout. And opens up some creativity. And number two, think. they swear that it's just plant based plant based medication. There's no real harm to it. They say all that they will cite the studies. The one woman I talk to most who does uh, mushrooms, she says, just there's all these studies out there that prove that it is not bad for you. I think anytime you mess with the chemistry of the brain, you're risking something. But people who do it swear by it. I I, I just think alcohol is such a devastating thing in our in our it country. Is. But you know that, what? That yeah. and and people, it just happens to be part of our tradition. But but but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about it: that people need relief from life, and you know, and to say, oh, you shouldn't drink, you shouldn't do drugs. Yeah, fine. I mean, that's a nice theory. But a lot of people have messed up lives or struggles or they just want to relax yeah. and they're going to do something. And if they're going to do something, there are so many better things to do than alcohol, which destroys your body, destroys your life. But it tastes delicious. 
delicious. Uh, a wedding is a great it place. It tastes so good. Well, yeah, I, and, and, you and, and love by that the way, when it hits oh your lips. No, no, no. <laughs> so but much. but look, there there are a lot of people who can drink <laughs> and you know have a drink occasionally yep. here and there. Yes. And then there are people who drink and then they drink more and then they yes. get terrible, terrible. It's an all. I, I'm telling you, I, I do love the taste of it. But but on balance, it's a horrible thing for society. People. Alcoholism, terrible drinking and driving, the abuse that oftentimes comes with it, domestic issues that come with it. It is. It's you know, it's really weird. I just it just dawned on me. I mean, this is going to make me seem ridiculous. Yeah, and I guess it does. No I, more ridiculous than you generally are. I'm sure. Go on. My dad owned a liquor store, <laughs> and I and I worked in the liquor store, but it was a different time too. Yeah. It was just a different time. There was no such thing as alternative gummies or anything right, like that. Right, 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 right. And he owned a liquor store. And those things, by the way, would have been, you would have gone to jail for something like that. Oh, right? God. The smallest amount of THC, and you're going to go to jail. When I was in college, when I, I, I you're going to drag me into this too. When I was in college, I remember, I finally thought, okay, I'll try a joint. Yeah. And I, and there was so much attached to that that you could get suspended from school and everything else that we took um, wet towels and put it under the door so that nobody, so that it, the, the smoke wouldn't right, escape. Right, right. You did inhale, and I remember button? I hated it. <laughs> oh my god! I, I mean, I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. I just can't smoke. And um, but I, it, it was so scary. Yeah. So yeah, it was a different time. I can tell you, even twenty years, about twenty years younger than you, when I went, it was the same way. Even even by then, yeah. it wasn't until. The late 90s, I think, that it started to normalize. Legalization first happened for medicinal purposes in California. That's when people started accepting it. Before that, it was totally verboten. I would have gotten expelled. From I'm even younger university. than you, and I still find it strange to smell it on the streets yeah. sometimes. But that Nixie and my, my kids, your kids, will grow up where that is a perfectly normal experience. It always yes. felt very illicit if you yeah. smelled it coming from a public space. We're, now it's totally We're, 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 to we're, we're going to move on, but I, just two things. One. Yeah. You're younger than him, and <laughs> and you are that much younger than me, and you have more body part. Um, yeah, I have more malfunctioning body yeah. parts. Than you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I'll just only check. chronologically, but <laughs> we are falling apart much more quickly than you. Uh, okay, so the we got to do NASA. I can't. Uh, are in my hip and my foot. So okay, <laughs> everything else tip top shape. <laughs> Wanted to make sure to remind the viewers or the listeners. I'm like, oh, well, let's can't say the same for me. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the best I can. <laughs> um, I I am I'm just so excited about this, and I know we're going to get in a big fight. But this NASA launch, to me, it's just opening up all these horizons. That the idea that this rocket is going to circle the moon, and that the the end game here is to create a space station near the moon, so that it can be a point where people where astronauts routinely go down to the moon and explore and maybe create a whole different environment for for people and then they can use the space station as a way station for Mars and beyond i just think you're in favor of going back to the moon and 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 re-exploring the moon it's there, not it's not re-exploring it's a whole new thing leveling yeah. up. that yeah. now we're talking about colonizing mm -hmm. i mean ultimately and that sounds weird but Earth is in trouble, man. Did you see what's going on in Pakistan? Oh, it's bad news. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And it's all over the... It feels the... apocalyptic in can, Pakistan. Can, can I tell you, there is a chance we are going to be beyond the point of no return with climate change. There is a real chance. Yeah. Because of all the climate deniers, because of what looms in terms of politics, we could be beyond the point of no return. And then what? And then we will go to the moon? Yeah. Well, I, I give mean, me well, an, if you, you can't, can't, if you hey, can't reverse hey, course. What give do you me do? an option. 
Well, the, the option. Give me an is, option. The option was we live on our burning in front in front of a planet. <laughs> Instead of going to, I mean, we can create a biosphere here that is protected from any of those things. Like you'd have to create a biosphere in the moon because you don't have the atmosphere there that is going to allow you to live. I, For I, Harvey, I, it's either stop the droughts or grow potatoes in your own uh, poop on the moon. I, I, <laughs> That's it. Those right. are the two worlds we live in. Right, right, right. <laughs> you said we're going to go back to the moon and explore it. Uh, yeah, what we're, we're going to find is a lot of rocks. Just a ton of rocks. You can't grow stuff there. It's pretty inhospitable to you, life. You can't grow stuff. You got to wear a mask the whole time. Yeah, the Sea of Tranquility no, no, no. is not even a sea. The way it's, it's just a, a big open space. It's not tranquil. <laughs> and that's it's the way be hard. And that's the way we think now and that's what we're able to do now. But that doesn't mean in 20 years we're not going to figure things out. Let me tell and, you I, I honestly think Harvey that technological advances to reverse the effects of climate change are vastly more worthwhile of our investment than technological advances to sustain 7 billion people on the moon. Well, here's the thing. I don't think it's either or, but what I do know is that it's more important than excusing uh, student loans for medical students and law and law students uh, and all these people. Amen. And amen. we're talking no and we're talking that. like what, 800 billion dollars? Yeah. Uh, maybe that could go for climate change. I hope we get there for the first time. We faked it the first time, but I hope we actually <laughs> can, have some feet on the can, moon this time. the next administration? Can, you gotta wonder. Can you explain something to me? Um, I on Bill Maher on Friday night. Yeah. Um, he had mentioned about the student loans and said that taxpayers are paying, and I think it was Amy Klo- Amy Klobuchar, but who, by the way, I think had a brilliant idea that wasn't followed, which is we'll excuse your student loan if you go if you take public service jobs sure. where there's a shortage. That's a great we've idea, which we've been doing for decades. Right. Not, not in an advanced way to like actually. It's like the military. Yeah. It's like the military. Yeah, you serve in the military, you get certain you get, benefits. You get and, yeah. for school. Yeah. Holy but, in support of that. But yeah. she said, no, taxpayers aren't paying. This is definite financed. Does that mean? It just goes into the national debt because if that's the case, taxpayers have to pay the pipeline. Taxpayers are going to pay. What she was saying is we don't have to increase taxes. The money can't be taken out of what's already there. What's already there is increasing loans from China to pay our deficit. Let's be every penny we spend is just another penny we have taken on loan from China. They will have to fill that hole somehow. Yes. They, they can be dishonest about how that hole is filled, but by forgiving the debt, the taxpayers will end up paying for it one way or another. Isn't yes. this the taxpayer or the, the 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 citizen who has no concept of how to manage their money and you look at him and say, stupid? I mean, how the government I it's don't like want to be quite that I, I mean they're not all, they all, some of them. But you can't just pile on debt and debt and debt and well, debt. Well, I just think it's too blunt of an instrument. It's yeah. not refined enough. If there were forgiveness yeah. programs for going into public service right. or the military, I'm all in favor or, of those types or of things. Those are socially right, beneficial. Right. But bluntly saying 20 grand is written off for everyone is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> From we'll rockets see. to student loans. See you tomorrow. Bye.